This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. That monkey's my fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. It's Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and sitting across the virtual table from me, we have Scott Madison. How's it going, sir? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are we are back <laughs> in the uh, virtual studio, and we are going to continue talking about sliders season one and i've uh kind of had a uh I've, ha- I've had some thoughts about how to handle the rest of this because uh the original idea was that we were gonna do this uh episode by episode but uh things have been coming up. Style. yeah yeah but things have been coming up and we haven't been able to uh record as much because uh listeners if you don't know we also do a star trek podcast that star trek podcast also here on the network, and it is weekly when Star Trek is on, uh, which there are currently uh, there are currently three uh, Star Trek TV series that are still there. It's kind of hard to do a weekly podcast for of two different subjects, uh, and you know, work and family stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I've been kind of thinking Moon Show. Yeah, yeah, we got the we got the new uh, for all mankind podcast moon show that just uh, started last week so i've been kind of thinking about how to handle this and i think uh i want to do a few more episodes uh where we cover more than one episode per show uh to kind of get through season one through three so we'll we'll cover the rest of those seasons in the next three or four episodes and then we're gonna we're gonna do a, a big episode that just kind of covers the crow mag saga which kind of encompasses a lot of the last couple of seasons of uh of sliders and then uh and then we'll do a we'll do an episode to kind of wrap things up and then we'll move on to something else you know we'll move on to another series uh i kind of think we're gonna kind of tackle highlander and not do episode by episode but just kind of tackle some of the highlights some of the best ofs uh throughout that mm-hmm. series so Tonight, we're going to talk about two episodes of Sliders. We were going to talk about three, 
but I had some car trouble and I didn't know if I was even going to be here tonight. So I was not able to watch the third one in preparation for this. So we're going to talk about uh, Last Days and Prince of Wales. And if you look at your, if you look at IMDb or if you look at uh, the um, slidersfandom.com page, these episodes are not in the same order. So yeah. I'm I'm going off the order because I watch the episodes on Roku. That's that's the service that the streaming service that I watch. And if you want to watch uh, Sliders along with us, you can find it there. You can watch all the episodes for free on Roku. You just have to watch some commercials along with it. Actually, you only have to watch commercials. I found out this week. If you watch it on the TV app, if you watch it on your computer, it skips the commercials for some reason. Uh, so there's that. Even better. Yeah. So, uh, so the order that they come up on that is that uh, last days is ep- is episode uh, three. Yeah, episode three, and then uh, and then Prince of Wales comes up as episode four on that. Even though I think it's technically episode five, uh, but we're going to talk about last days first. And last days, actually, before we talk about sliders, you know, I know this is a slider centric show but cosmic potato encompasses all of fandom so i wanted to mention that um i have been watching some movies lately and i wanted to give some recommendations if you're if you're looking for movies to watch over the summer you know there's a lot of stuff out there and sometimes summer blockbusters are not great uh but i've watched a few of the the so-called blockbusters and um so far, the ones that I've seen are pretty good. I went to see Mission Impossible last night. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Mm-hmm. And I will say it is not the best in the series of Mission Impossible films, but it is entirely enjoyable. It is a good movie. I just I think that the last couple were a little better. Uh, so take that with you know, a grain of salt. Um, I watched transformers rise of the is it rise of the beasts yeah um yeah i watched that this past week and this is going to be one of those things where i cannot say it's a good movie but i will say that i really enjoyed that movie it's not a michael bay movie so that's a, a good thing you can you can kind of tell when the transformers are transforming into things you can actually it doesn't give you a headache. <laughs> it isn't. It doesn't just become a sea of movement, you know, uh, that you can't really uh, figure out what you're looking at. Um, it, it's not just a mass of liquid metal. Yeah, yeah, and I will. And, and the the plot is. I mean, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's what it is. The plot's barely a a plot. There is a MacGuffin. There is a thing that they need to do, and uh, and there are ways that they do it. And but but I enjoyed it. It is it, it's, it's pretty long. It's two and a half hours. But I told my wife, I was like, when I watch these Transformers movies, for some reason, when Optimus Prime opens his mouth and Peter Cullen's voice comes out, I am eight years old sitting on my grandmother's couch all over again. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the other transformers are other people. I mean, Pete Davidson is playing Mirage in this and you know, Pete Davidson's, I mean, he's a comedian. So, you know, some people love him. Some people hate him. Uh, I'm 
kind of there's some of the stuff that he does that I like. You know, he's been in a couple of movies that I enjoyed. Uh, I usually find them pretty funny on Saturday Night Live, but he did a good job as Mirage. You know, uh, uh, what's his name um, from Game of Thrones? Uh, a lot of people were on that show. Tyrion Lannister. Uh, uh, Tyrion is Peter Dinklage. Yes, Peter Dinklage is in this movie and does a pretty decent job. He is the he is the bad guy. Uh, and Unicron is in this. You know, so there's, you know, a lot of a lot of nostalgia. If you were a Transformers fan when you were a kid, there's a lot for you to watch. And if you like if you like the Michael Bay movies, you'll probably like this. If you if the Michael Bay movies turn you off, then I would say give this one a shot. If you like Bumblebee, you'll like this one. I'll tell you that, you know. Uh, and the other thing that I have seen is uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it is miles above Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but not as good as the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think everybody expected that. You couldn't be worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But I mean, you could, but it'd be really hard. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you'd you have to try for it. <clears throat> which I think Kingdom uh, of the Crystal Skull has hurt this movie because I mean, people forget. People make fun of that movie, but that movie made money. That movie made money because people didn't realize that it was going to be bad when they went to see it. And now this mm-hmm. one's come out and they remember that. So they don't want to go see this one. And so this yeah, one is that, suffering because of it. We're, we're gun shy now. I, I, I haven't seen it. I'll probably wait until it's available to, to watch at home. I don't think I'll be going out to catch that one, but yeah, I'll, I'll certainly watch it when I have the opportunity to, to do so from here. It's a, uh, it's good. I mean, I liked it. It's uh, it's uh, uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. You know, you, I would say you can't go wrong. I guess you can, but uh, <laughs> but I, I give it. A, I give it a recommend. It's a it's a, it's a pretty decent movie. Um, so there's that. You've been watching anything lately? Um, as as far as movies go, um, I know it's a little bit behind the times, but um. I honestly can't remember if we've had a discussion about it on Cosmic Potato. I did see, um, wait, did we did a Guardians of the Galaxy episode, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. so yeah, obviously I saw that one, um, but we did not, or did we discuss the Flash? Have we? Had no, because I haven't discussion? seen it yet. Because okay. it comes out, it comes out on a streaming this week, and I, that I'm waiting for that. No, oh, okay. I haven't gone to. I didn't go to the theater to see it. Yeah, um, I did see that one in the theater. Um, and without without giving a bunch of stuff away uh, for you, Sean, um, I found it to be better than I was expecting it to be. But it could have been better. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it because I mean the trailers look good, but I'm expecting to, you know, like parts of it and not like other things and uh and people keep saying this is the end of the dceu but it's not really because there's still there's an aquaman 2 that's still slated to come out and uh this uh this blue beetle movie that's coming out is it takes place in the same universe i no i i know aquaman 2 is still coming and i think that's going to be connected with this um with this old continuity Mm-hmm. I I believe that James Gunn has stated that he is going to be considering Blue Beetle as part of the new 
DC. Uh, I, I think they're calling it the DCU. It's like, like now we're going to have MCU. We're going to have DCU. I think that's what he's calling it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that James Gunn has said that blue beetle will, will live in his film universe rather than, than the, the previous one. Yeah. It could be that it was filmed uh, as part of the old. And I mean, it's probably just some tweaking and a few edits and stuff can just, you know, if there's any cameos in there that could tie it to the old stuff, they can chop those out, I guess. And you know, yeah. If if they have if they have Zachary Levi, you know, popping in for a Shazam cameo, you can just <laughs> cut cut that out. And hey, what do you know? It's no longer connected to the previous universe. Yep, yep. I feel bad for The Rock because The Rock, uh, and I mean, as much as you can feel bad for somebody with his uh, status and and uh, and wallet. Um, you know, he lobbied hard for Black Adam to become a, a superhero. And uh and now it's just kind of been yanked away. <laughs> he 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 did lobby lobby hard for it. Um and it, it comes down I, I don't know whose fault it is that Black Adam underperformed because it had the, the same problems and drawbacks as as most of these DC movies have had in the in their first attempt at a cohesive shared universe. It, uh, it wasn't terribly well-written. There were a lot of plot holes. The characters were thin that it, it, it just wasn't yeah. as good as it could have been. Uh, so, you know, I feel bad that he spent all this time, you know, working on getting this character to screen and finally making it happen. And then the, the universe falls apart, but at the same time, and while for the most part, I have a lot of respect for the rock, both as, as a performer. I think he's an entertaining performer. I don't know that he's going to be winning any Oscars anytime soon, but he's, he's engaging enough on screen and he makes entertaining movies. Uh, but he also seems like a, like a real genuine person off screen. Yeah. From what I've seen. And, and I, I respect that sort of thing, but at the same time, he was really, not only was he pushing for black Adam to make it to the screen, he was really pushing for black Adam to be the standard bearer for the DC movie universe. Well, yeah, I mean, he kind of has that, uh, that aura about him that he needs to be the most, he needs to be the biggest person in the room, but I'm black Adam. I'm in this movie since this is my movie. Then this character should be, the iconic character that represents this entire film universe and people who enjoyed Henry Cavill as, as Superman are saying, what the hell are you talking about? Superman is Superman. Yeah. So yeah, he, he was really pushing hard to be the, the, the figurehead, the, the, the star on top of the DC movie Christmas tree. And I, I think that was, um, to the, the, to the detriment of some of the other projects. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, not to say that this would have saved the movie, but he was the one that said there's no, no Shazam black Adam. No, not going to be sharing the screen. Black Adam is not going to show up in Shazam's movie, which would be the movie that would make the most sense for black Adam to make a cameo in. Yeah. And that, or I, I honestly can't remember if he vetoed showing up in Shazam two or if he vetoed zachary levi cameoing in black adam but whichever way it was going to go he said no and i think 
that was a mistake. Like I say, it wouldn't have saved the 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 franchise. It wouldn't have saved the the shared universe. Yeah. But it would have been a a nice bit of synergy that that they really missed out on. I think Henry Cavill's uh, cameo at the end of Black Adam was originally supposed to be Zachary Levi and mm. and Rock wanted to share the screen with Superman and not uh, you know Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, the DC movies I, I've always felt like they take themselves too seriously. I mean, sometimes they're really good, but they always want to be like the dark, edgy. Uh, film series compared to MCU and it's been to the detriment because when you you have a couple of properties that don't do that you know uh Doom Patrol is a little more has a little more a lot more a lot more comedy in it uh and then uh, the second Suicide Squad movie and then Peacemaker and you know John Cena has this reputation of uh I've heard some reports of fans coming up to him and him kind of having this, do you know who I am kind of attitude or whatever. But at the same time, the rock and John Cena put in more appearances for make a wish foundation than almost anybody else, you know? So mm-hmm. they may, they may have some snobbish qualities for them, but I, I, I think overall they're decent people. So. Yeah. Not they're, they're, they're not all bad. <laughs> yeah and i also let's find talk about john, i find john cena to be more talented than a lot of people might give him credit for oh yeah um, i love john cena john, yeah he, he showed up in uh he was in uh the last fast and furious movie Fa- uh, fast x which i really enjoyed as much as you can enjoy a fast and furious movie because <laughs> it was completely ridiculous almost all the way through it yeah um but uh john cena shows up john cena was the bad guy in the last movie he shows up in this one. He's the same character, but he's not bad anymore. And he's a, he's got a lot of uh, peacemaker qualities to him now. And he's kind of goofy and <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and for for anyone that watched Peacemaker, I'll just point out that there's a scene in in Peacemaker where uh, his character is playing the piano and he's he's doing he's doing it very very well. And yeah, it really is John Cena playing the piano. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I, I, I had to whatever article I was reading, I had to read it twice. Like, Wait a minute, <laughs> he's actually playing the piano. He actually speaks Chinese. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now I've I've seen him speaking Chinese before on a YouTube video, but it was one of those YouTube videos that um one of the one of the magazine websites puts out where they answer a bunch of google autofills you know people google stuff I, I, and they I, th- I think that's wired i think and yeah and they answer a lot of those google questions and stuff uh okay so uh last days is the third episode of sliders and is it the third episode of sliders it seems like we've done three episodes of sliders well we did the first episode was really two episodes right the pilot mm-hmm. was kind of two episodes uh but um the point of this episode so in this world there's an asteroid headed towards earth the sliders are supposed to uh have they have a window on their timer of three days and they find out that the asteroid is going to hit the earth in two days and not only that but it's going the but the point on the earth that it's going to hit is exactly where they are in san francisco (laughs) well i mean obviously (laughs) yeah 
like out of out of the entire earth the this asteroid is going to make contact with san francisco and which is where they're going to be uh um, you, you you think it would make any sense for it to to land on you know anywhere in the other 99 percent of the of, of the planet's surface come on well that's, anywhere that it, anywhere that it hits anywhere that it hits is gonna destroy everybody <laughs> everybody's gonna die uh if it hits the other side of the planet, you might have a couple of seconds before the tidal <laughs> wave hits or whatever, you know, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So I want to talk about a few things in this episode because, uh, there was a couple of things that really the writers, it was very convenient. The writers were really big on their convenience in this episode. Uh, the idea of sliders is that they. I, I think you. I think you misspelled entire series. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't want to come across as uh, as as being really hard on this show because I really enjoy this show. I, I, I liked it when it was on, and out of the episodes that we've watched so far, I enjoyed this one the most. I, I really liked this episode, even though there was so many things in it that were just well that's convenient well that's convenient uh the first thing that jumped out at me was uh they get to this earth and they find out that there's an asteroid coming and everybody wants to leave nobody wants to hang out together uh, rembrandt wants to go off and do his own thing wade and quinn want to go spend time together suddenly you know suddenly they're all romantic together and they need to be alone together uh Quinn writes down his address and gives it to the professor and says, this is where we'll be. How do you know that your house is there? (laughs) This is not your earth. (laughs) How do you know that the street that you grew up on is called the same thing where you are now? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the, not, not the conceit. It's the recurring problem that I have with so many episodes of the series because I, for a a little, um, a little inside baseball for, for the listeners, uh, when we were in preparations to do this, uh, podcast on a weekly basis, I started watching sliders so I could build up because I haven't watched the series all the way through. So I started burning through episodes and I got, I'm halfway through season three. Hmm. And all these episodes, two and a half seasons that I've watched now, and the same thing happens in almost every episode. And that is these people who now in for, from their perspective, they have spent years now jumping through different parallel earths and alternate realities. Mm -hmm. And yet they still land someplace and they start interacting with this planet that they have landed on from the perspective of and from the headspace of of the earth they came from yeah yeah and after two and a half years they get to a place and and Quinn is arrested for murder and he's put on trial and they can see very obviously that that court cases like this are reality television it's a game show mm-hmm. they've turned they've turned uh, trials for capital crimes into a game show and they still think that they can get out of it using 
uh, their their knowledge of the legal system from from their home earth when everything about their surroundings screams that that's not going to work yeah but they still think oh we'll just play by the rules from the earth that we came from and obviously that will work because this is the same place no it's not the same place nothing is the same place yeah everything yeah. is different and it happens every single episode so this is you know, compared to the rest of the series this is a very small infraction of that particular piece of stupidity where quinn just assumes of course my house will be there my house is always there and it will never not be there well you guys landed on a world where a tidal wave covered the entire planet guess what your street ain't there no more was that the, was that this episode where they uh where it started and they were in a on a flooded planet and they were at the top of a skyscraper or something <laughs> See that that's the weird thing. Or was I that the next one? I think that was, it was one of that these. was the opening that was the opening scene of an episode. It was the next on. one. Now I remember because I was in the living room watching that one. And I watched the other one in here. So yeah. yeah so it was they, they were on the top of a building and the entire planet had been flooded. And then I think two episodes later, the episode ends with them leaping to an earth and they see a tidal wave, you know, as big as the sky bearing down on them. Yeah, which obviously was supposed to lead into the next episode with them being on top of that building, but it already happened two weeks before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did air a lot of this stuff out of order, especially the first the first season. But um, mm-hmm. but the other thing that got me when he gave him the the address, this is the address where we'll be. This is my house. Arturo's been to your house before. He knows where <laughs> he knows where right. your house is. <laughs> So and that's uh, where but, this whole nonsense began was yeah. at your house. You yeah. think he's going to forget where it is. Um, but they, but this whole kindling of this romance between Quinn and, and Wade, uh, which is something that they've kind of been leading to that. We know that they like each other. We know that they love each other, but they're, but for reasons they're not acting on it. But in this one, they get really close and they get really lovey dovey and everything. And then by the next week, they're back to the kind of will they won't they kind of kind of thing. But it's just yeah, one yeah. of the is it's infuriating with this show because we want there there want we want this romantic tension between them, but we want to leave them open so that we can have Quinn kiss the girl of the week. Or have Wade kiss the guy of the week because there are two young stars. You know, the other two people, we're not gonna we're not gonna experiment with their romance a whole lot. You know, with them romanticizing with other characters a whole lot. There is some of it, yeah, but be, not nearly as much as them. A, a, a little bit, but Arturo and Rembrandt, they have their character traits. Arturo mm. is the bristly smart one, and Rembrandt is the oh boy. He's I, supposed to be the everyman, uh, but no, he's not, not really. So <laughs> not so much. I, he, I think he might infuriate me uh, more than anyone because after years of sliding, it's still all about, hey, am I famous on this earth? Yeah. Hey, am I famous on this? Hey, how about now? Am I famous on this earth? Hey, I'm famous on this earth. Yay. I can be famous on this earth. Dude, you're here for two days. Yeah. Yeah. Settle down. Both of these episodes that we that we're talking about tonight 
Rembrandt had a moment where he looked at Quinn and said, this is all your fault. And Quinn's like, you know, it wasn't, you know, I didn't mean for this to happen or whatever. I'm like, get over it, Quinn. I'd be doing the same thing. Every time something happened, I would say, this is your fault. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, I suppose that's a little bit understandable, but on the other hand, how long are you going to keep on saying that before you accept the fact, Hey, you guys are going to be hopping universes. That's your life. Now you got to figure out how to, how to work your shit out. Yeah. Because I, I wish that someone smart would take this property and revive it these days and do it right. Do it in a way that makes sense. Have these characters actually, you know, understand what's happening. And when they arrive on a new earth, act like, you know, not idiots. Mm, yeah. Because all of them act like idiots. All of them are confused, but whoa, this is different. That's crazy. It's crazy. This is different. Of course it's different. You've been to 300 planets by now and they're all earth, but they're all different. Stop being surprised at differences. Yeah. Show up. You learn how the money works. You find something to eat. You find a room that you can sit in, keep your head down, and stop talking to people. Yeah. They, uh, another sorry, thing. I get that, feelings about the series, apparently. No, no, you're fine. The uh, one thing that I was wondering about this episode, I know that it's because of because the show needs to happen. Um, the timer tells them that they have to wait three days for the next window. But the whole reason this whole thing started was because they activated the timer when it wasn't time. So we know that the timer will activate anytime that he turns it on. It's just going to throw their whole they It's going to throw things out the window. We, we don't know where we're going. We say I don't know where they're going anyway. So if you know that the asteroid is going to hit in two days, but you're going to be here for three days, just leave. <laughs> Just slide. Go somewhere yeah, else. I, <laughs> I because so many of these episodes have have blended together for me. I can't remember if they ever put a story element in place that said to us if they try to activate the timer early, we they activated it early when they were on what I think it was what on on the ice world on the ice world. Yeah, yeah. The, their first jump was to an ice planet. And they couldn't wait, so they activated the timer early to get out, and that is what messed up the 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 programming and sent them to a the, the wrong Earth. I don't know if from that point on they established that well that broke the timer, so it won't open a portal until this particular window is reached. I don't know if they ever put that in there. I hope they did. Because if all this time they say, oh, we have to wait until the timer is ready so we can open a portal and leave. Otherwise, we might go to the wrong place. Yeah, we're going to go to the wrong place anyway. We don't know where we're going. That's automatically broken logic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Hetrick was in this episode who we know as Vash from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Right, yep, yep, yep. And, right, 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 right. And Star Trek Deep Space Nine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and this episode also brings back Jason Gaffney, 
who played uh, Conrad Bennis Jr. in the first couple episodes. He was in, I know he was in the pilot, and uh, he came back in this episode as as Benish. Um, yeah. And he is, he's this character that's kind of like, whoa, dude. He's kind of like uh, um, Sean Penn from Fast Times at Richmond High. It's kind of that character, you know, yeah. um, Spicoli. Yeah, Spicoli. <laughs> he's kind of that, but he's like, a super genius, you know, and on this earth, he has kind of sort of started building a nuclear bomb, but he hasn't, he doesn't have all of the ingredients that he needs to make it. Yeah, uh, he, he had gotten, I, I forget the specifics in, in the episode of, of how he got it, but he somehow managed to get his hands on, um, on what was to be the first atomic bomb. And I know they mentioned it in the episode, but I can't remember the name of it. What did they call it? They ended up calling it fat boy because it was the, it was the the same name as the first bomb from our world as the original. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, he, but he got his hands on the original fat boy, but it doesn't work because the, the bomb was never tested on, on this earth that they've landed on. So all you have is just a bomb that was never tested, but it's not going to work. So they have to figure out how to make this one work and then, you know, send it up into space, which obviously it only takes like, you know, what, seven seconds. Yeah. 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 In this world, they didn't, they did not use the atomic bomb to end world war two, which if you go back and sometimes I go to the internet and I kind of, I will look at there's a lot of people that have put out theories of what alternate timelines would have how things would have played out if things that happened hit differently in history. Like what would our timeline be like if Kennedy had not been been assassinated and things like that? What and, would our uh, timeline it, be like if the Russians beat us to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, tune into Moon Show. Tu- tune into Moon Show on the Infinite Potato Alliance Podcast Network to find out more. If you go back and look at what would have happened if we had not used the bomb in world war two well the the war probably would have ended like two months later anyway things were kind of wrapping up (laughs) is what i'm getting at things were kind of wrapping up when we used that we we halted the 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 war about two or three months earlier than a lot of historians think that it would have uh it would have happened naturally anyway so uh so that's why in this timeline things are a lot closer to what we would call normal except there's no nuclear bomb there's Mm -hmm. no nuclear threat i don't think that things would really be as close to our reality as they're portrayed on this show because without the threat of nuclear war the cold war wouldn't have really happened the way that it did um so things would probably be a lot different than they and are more, more than likely other wars that that we have never seen in our history would have occurred yeah, b- yeah. between world war ii and now yeah because without the 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 threat of of nuclear attack then there would be there would be a lot less to hold back other countries from engaging in hostilities i w- whether it be with us with russia or with each other there, mm-hmm. there there would have been a lot more wars um 
so the only other thing that I really have to talk about this episode before we talk about um, the other one is that the fact that Rembrandt conveniently knows how to build a bomb. I know Rembrandt's supposed to be smart, Rem, but Rembrandt is a, I don't want to disparage college professors, but Rembrandt's a college professor, which means he knows a lot in that he can teach, but he's not really a scientist. Mm-hmm. He's not on the cutting edge of building these kinds of things. Um, so it just, it just doesn't make sense for him to have the amount of knowledge that they have. They portray him as having on this show is what I'm getting at. When we're talking about uh, television series, especially science fiction television series in the 90s. Yeah. And there's one thing that you must remember above all others, which is if you're a scientist, you know everything. Yeah. <laughs> which means you know how to do everything. So in this episode, he knows how to take a non-functioning nuclear bomb, how to make it work, how to get it in a rocket and get it sent up to blow up an asteroid. And this is, from their perspective, probably a matter of days after he invented penicillin on a planet where it didn't exist. So not only is he a nuclear scientist, but he's also a chemist, biologist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I could almost understand if they want to say that he has the ability to do these things, but would he be able to do these things with just the knowledge that he has in his head? Because he has no way of researching anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like he has, well, it's 1995 anyway. So the the internet exists, but not the way that we have it now. Uh, but it's not like he can go to the library and find out how this thing was already built because it wasn't built there. So the yeah. books don't exist, you know, and uh, so he has to go completely off of what he already knows. It adds that extra uh, level of improbability because <clears throat> he is, uh, they're trying to make us believe that he already knows all of these things and he is blazing new trails in science for these particular earths that he is on yeah because there's like you say there's nothing around to help him out so he's got to do it all himself yeah and his, and his whole uh conceit was uh he he didn't want to leave this earth with the knowledge that they could just keep building these bombs so he kept a few of the secrets and put them in his pocket of course, it fell out of his pocket. Benish found it, and uh, he has to leave anyway because they opened the portal. He has to leave, and essentially, he leaves Benish with the key to nuclear war. <laughs> yeah, not, now now Benish can rule the world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which it, it would <laughs> or become a very very rich person. <laughs> yeah, I, I, either way, but Benish will now be the reason that nuclear proliferation becomes a thing on this planet mm-hmm. which it would have been cool if sometime like right near the end of the season if they went back to that earth and saw what they had brought mm-hmm. to find Benish in a position of of power and wielding a nuclear arsenal and knowing that it was their fault it's now like i say i haven't made it to the end of the series so i don't know if they ever do this but 
if they'd introduce the concept even just on rare occasions when they can really pull it off with a with a well thought out story to have them revisit planets they've already been to and see the consequences of their actions i think there there was unexplored uh story potential in in revisiting some of these places i don't yeah i don't think they ever revisited any place except there was one there was one scene I think it was at the end of season two where they actually did make it home, but they didn't think that they had because the gate didn't freaking yeah. squeak or something the, like that. The gate didn't squeak. Uh, yeah. the, the front gate at Quinn's house always squeaks when he opens it. So he opens that gate and it doesn't squeak. So obviously they're not on the right earth. Let's keep on going. And then we find out that they are in the right place. That gate had just been oiled that morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't squeak anymore. Right. And the fact that that one thing would be enough to stop them from making sure is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Which they, uh, I, we'll, I mean, we'll get to, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to that episode. But there is also the joke of uh, picking up a newspaper and looking at it. And it says, this is this world oj simpson was tried for a double murder this can't be this can't be real <laughs> that, i i think that was the same place i think yeah, that it was, was the same scene yeah yeah, yeah that that was their earth there's a oh t- something ridiculous in the news no way is this our earth Come on, there's ridiculous right. stuff in the news all the time dig right. a little deeper people dig a little yep. deeper um so the next one we're going to talk about is prince of wales and uh and this, I'll read the IMDb description here. So the sliders land on a world where the American colonists lost the Revolutionary War and where the British states of America now stands. The sheriff of San Francisco plots to assume power through the murder of the heir, Prince Harold III. Professor Arturo assumes the sheriff's identity because it's him. It's his double uh, to save Quinn from execution, thwart the dastardly deed, and bring new ideas on democracy to the people. Uh, this episode I didn't like as much. Yeah, I thought I found this one to be a little dry. Yeah, the w- one one thing that I don't like about sliders, and again, I say I don't like this thing, and I understand why they did it. It's it, it's a uh, this is a sci-fi series that was made in the 90s, you know, so um, every world that they go to, like their counterparts are the most important people on that planet. And um, then why is the world you're from the outlier in that? Why are you, why, why are all four of you just normal people on your planet, but everywhere else you're really important? You're either the leader of yeah. a revolution or you're the the ruler of the world or you're or some you're celebrity patient, or something. Yeah. Or patient zero. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, I, obviously it's not every episode, but it's, it happens more often than it should. That yeah. Their counterparts are important and known people out of all the billions of people on the planet. They're important on more than one earth it's a little suspect yeah because everything that happened in this episode could have happened without arturo's double being the sheriff it could have they could have still had a sheriff it could have been somebody else 
the only reason it had to be the double is because of the scene where they find the prince on the hunting grounds or whatever. Those soldiers had to think that they were supposed to be there. Right. Uh, otherwise, they would have been. They wouldn't have known about the plot and all that kind of stuff. So uh, this is the episode because I'm looking at a picture on IMDb. This is the episode that opened with them at the top of a skyscraper where basically the water is all the way up to the top of the skyscraper. And there's about 10 feet of building left above them. And the worst CGI shark in television history (laughs) is swimming around them. (laughs) And when I see this, when I saw that scene and I saw how laughable that shark was, I was like, ah, but it was early uh, CGI or whatever. I was like, this was 1995. I mean, (laughs) this was, what, two or three, about three years before uh, Star Wars Episode One came out, you know. So it's not Mm -hmm. like the technology wasn't there. They just didn't want to. They didn't have the money for it, I guess. So if you don't have the money for it, then don't do it. That you could have yeah, had the I, scene without there being a shark. I mean, <laughs> just the fact that there's that much water there is dangerous enough. <laughs> the effects, the effects that they chose to spend money on in this series versus the effects that they put some work into sometimes baffles me. Yeah. Why would you decide to make this shot important? And all you had to do was make it very obvious that you don't have the money to do the portal effect at the end of the episode. So you just have some lights flashing off screen and then they just, you know, jump out of frame. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when they do have the portal effect and they jump through it, they just get close to it and then the flash of light and they disappear. They don't, you actually see them go into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the idea of this episode is that Arturo's double is the sheriff of San Francisco, which it takes them longer to figure that out than I think it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody starts bowing to him when they walk by. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious something's going on here. They get to a hotel and um, they start, Arturo reads the newspaper and evidently finds out the entire history of this world from reading USA Today or BSA Today or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he folds his newspaper and, and sets it down and says, OK, so America lost the Revolutionary War. Why would that be in the paper? <laughs> we, we don't we don't usually put you know, all of history in, in the daily newspaper, you know, <laughs> so they lost the revolutionary war and now, and now Britain uh, has, is over this continent and the Royal family reigns and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, which uh, it, it seems like a lot of their, um, a lot of the plots and sliders we want every world to be uh, something different, but it seems like every world that they go to has to be a difference in something that we already know. When in reality, if there were alternate universes, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be, well, this world, we lost this war. Well, maybe in that world, that war just never happened or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. You know, it's, it's the baseline that, 
our timeline is the baseline and every world has to be a difference from something that we already know. Well, in this world, we lost the Vietnam war. And in this world, uh, women weren't able to vote until the eighties or, you know, something like that. It wasn't, it has to be something different from what we know. It can't be something. I would like to think if we, if they made the show now, what well, you go to the, to another world is completely different. You know, it's like another planet because history was different from either completely different. Nothing is the same. The language is the same. There's no such thing as currency. There is no government, uh, you know, no buildings above three stories tall anywhere, you know, entirely alien, entirely foreign to us. Or the difference is a particular, say, you know, city in Italy had an outbreak of cholera that never happened in our history. Its impact on the planet was imperceptible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the difference. And literally everything else is the same. Yeah. Yeah. All the way down to these four sliders left the planet at the same time. Because a, an alternate reality is created when the timeline diverges based on any event going differently. But they only show up at worlds where the event that went differently was huge and yeah. world-changing. But not so world-changing that it's unrecognizable. Just world changing enough that some laws are different, but everyone's speaking the same language they were before. They're very selective with the with the, the differences that they are faced with. Because I, if we try, I know it's hard to talk about the multiverse theory and say in reality, but mm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do it. In reality, based on the multiverse theory and how many alternate universes there are. They should it should be vastly outnumbered by alternate realities that are different in in a way that is impossible to notice. Yeah, it could be that the 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 difference that caused a, a an offshoot reality is I stepped on an ant that I saw in the street. Whereas in the other reality, I you know what? I don't need to step on that ant. He's not bothering me. Move on. That's different. In one world, this ant exists. In the other one, this ant doesn't exist. And everything else is the same. They would have landed on that one. They would have not realized that it was the wrong earth. And then they could have lived out their lives happily. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a, there's a problem with the writers of this show they have an idea that we want to make a world where this thing happened differently, but they didn't really research what that would mean because it's easy to say, well, the, if the, if the uh, British had won the revolutionary war, then the British would be in charge of America now. But if you really flesh that out, well, San Francisco probably wouldn't be called San Francisco. San Francisco might not even exist because the whole Westward Ho thing might not have even happened the way that it did uh, in our timeline of uh, the, the gold rush and everybody moving to the West Coast and cities popping up on that coast. 
It might have happened later. It might have happened earlier. I would like to think that if they made that show this show now, that they would take that kind of stuff into account more than just a, a blanket. Well, this is different now because this happened. Uh, but you know, yeah, it may it, be wishful thinking on my part. But. Right. It the, the differences are that they create and devise these differences based on, hey, what might make for a, an interesting 45-minute story? Yeah. I, I make myself laugh by picturing the writer's room, and the idea is pitched, and a writer speaks up and says, well, what about this aspect, A, B, and C, that would have made this particular difference really hard to happen this way? Because if if this thing had happened differently, then considering all the other factors it would have gone in this direction if mm-hmm. someone s- stands up and tries to use logic to to explain why a story idea is f- flawed in its concept they just get thrown out the window yeah because they're just like well we're just trying to make a tv show we don't actually yeah, want to we don't want real history <laughs> yeah we we don't want to take the time to research what differences could or could not happen we think it would be cool if um, if businesses had gunslingers to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. do their work for them. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's a problem, especially with the first couple of seasons and um, later on in the series is we'll, we'll get there. They, they kind of get away from this kind of uh, idea because they go more into a, um, they go more into a, a arc a story arc kind of idea mm-hmm. where uh, there's, they're still going to worlds where the things are different or whatever, but a lot of it has to do with like the crow mags and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, they kind of get away from this episode by episode. But what is it going to, what's going to be different this week about this planet? Yeah. I I've gotten to one episode where the crow mags were introduced but i i haven't seen them come back yet i'm i'm waiting for that to happen um the the thing that i've been wondering about is there's one episode and you know spoilers for a decades old uh uh sci-fi series that was uh at its core not that great uh there's an episode where they arrive on a planet where sliding technology exists though it hasn't been perfected and they end up working very closely with a female scientist who happens to be Quinn's double on that planet. Mm-hmm. One yeah. one of the differences is that Quinn was a girl rather than, and and also not named Quinn, but but his double just happens to be a female on this planet, and she ends up following them through a slide, and then they kind of push her through another portal and slide her off that world. So now she's sliding freely out there among the multiverse like they are. Yeah. Does she come back? Do you know? I don't remember. I don't remember if she does or not. Um, I do remember when that happened. They clearly set that episode up for her to come back later. I just don't know if they ever paid it off. I remember when that happened and I was thinking, She's not really, I mean, she's his, she's not really his double. She's just, she has the same parents. She's, 
which I mean, none of these people are like real. I mean, they're they're doubles, which I mean, I have a whole idea of the 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 whole double thing with parallel worlds. You might if you were traveling, if you were truly traveling through a multiverse, you might run into a double of yourself once or twice, but you're not going to find one on every world because history plays out different. If history plays out different, then there's going to be a lot of things that history is like people can't see me if they're on the podcast. But if you imagine history, uh, uh, an event happening at one time. All these things happen because of that, you know. So when yeah. you get out and and like this man met this woman on this world, well, if this thing had happened differently, then those two people probably didn't meet, which right. means that there's not going to be a kid on every planet that looks just like them. So when when a female version of Quinn showed up, I'm like, well, that's I mean, the genetics are completely different. So, uh, um. Uh, so it's not really a double of him. It's just a girl that had the same parents. So basically it's his sister. Mm-hmm. And you could say it's his sister from, from alternate parents or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, but they, they played it off as though it is a girl version of Quinn. Um, later on in the series, we'll also meet uh, Quinn's brother uh, played by uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell's actual brother uh who i think we find out that he came from another world than quinn did or something like that i think i mean I, I, it is spoiling things but i think i think later on in the series we find out that quinn wasn't even from his the world that we think he was anyway like uh i think i think that later on in the series if i'm remembering right we find out that uh that the world our world where everything started from like Quinn was brought there as a baby from another world or something like that. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but we'll, I mean, we'll get into that. I don't mean to spoil, but you know, <laughs> I think that's coming way later in the, like, like in season four or five, something like that. Oh, it was no, after, indeed. it was after everything moved into, moved over to the sci-fi channel before they did that. I think. Well, I, I'm pretty sure they moved to sci-fi for season three. Yeah. And then they, they started doing the, they started doing the movie of the week thing where whatever movie is big, we have to have an episode like that. Oh, Lost World is out right now, so let's do a dinosaur episode. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> that kind of thing. Did they ever didn't they do it? They even did a um like a Logan's Run episode, didn't they? Where every well, I think that's in this season. Don't you have to don't you have to like like if you're over thirty, it's against the law to be over thirty in some in one episode or something like that. And maybe in season one, we, I don't remember now. I, I think I vaguely remember which one which one you're talking about. And I, I don't think that it's you can't be over a certain age. Like you're not allowed to live. I think that you just. I think it's that you can't work. Yeah, that might be it too. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's, I mean, we didn't really talk about the whole plot of the, uh, they find the prince, the, 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 the actual sheriff of San Francisco is trying to have the, the prince killed so that he can take over. And <laughs> this, this alternate version of Arturo 
we see him on TV a couple of times and he's he's very Trump like. I mean, very Trump like he's because he's very concerned about the ratings of his uh, of his uh, speeches and things. And if you remember when I was watching this episode, I was getting these flashbacks. If you remember during covid, Trump was coming on TV every day and giving his covid update or whatever. Yeah. And he would actually talk about the ratings for his speeches that he was for, giving for his day. for his press conferences yeah, yeah it's like the, the 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 ratings are through the roof you know uh, more people are watching this than this show and this show and this show i'm like it's because it's the news and <laughs> and everybody is dying so we're watching the news you know yeah we're tuning in <laughs> so we can listen to literally anyone but you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because uh, everyone else that's up by that podium with you knows more than you do about what's going on. Yeah. Please let them talk. And and for me, I'm tuning in to find out what stupid thing you're going to say that I'm going to hear about on the news tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hear about on the news nothing. You're going to hear about it on the late night shows. Yeah. Yeah. Several hours. We're going to drink bleach and stick light bulbs up our ass and stuff like that. Anyway, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get into <laughs> politics. But... <laughs> I don't want to get too political. We've yeah. just, you know, already done that. Yeah. So that's uh so, so uh, an- another thing that um, wrapping up this episode, um, Arturo decides not only that they're going to stop this uh, evil version of Arturo from killing the the prince, but also they're going to introduce the concept of democracy to this world before they leave, which is against the prime directive. But um <laughs> yeah, is, is this the episode where they get like a copy of the constitution and well he writes he, he he writes i don't think i don't think we're supposed to believe that he wrote the entire constitution down but he did write the bill of rights as as in like what they are maybe not the complete uh what it says in the constitution that, under each one but just writing what each one is that that's uh, right. He, they they get he he gives them a um a democracy starter kit. Yeah, with uh with a their version of the Bill of Rights, which is there was a, a different episode where um you know law had been overthrown by by a more of like a totalitarian regime, and they find a copy of the original of the actual Constitution. Mm-hmm. A, a digital copy and they're able to you know sneak that out and it shows up on like every computer that's connected to the web so now the constitution is out in the open and the world's going to change and now we have to go goodbye credits yeah didn't they do that didn't they do an episode wasn't there an episode of tos where they basically did the same thing where mm. didn't kurt give wasn't there a nazi planet and he gave them the like the um the idea of not being nazis or so, something like that i don't remember the probably Rick, Rick's not here, so he can't. Rick, tell Rick's, us. Rick is not here to help us. I just wish yeah. that someone would introduce the concept of Nazis are bad to you know us. Now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I gotta tell you, if you were to ask me to write down the Bill of Rights for somebody, I don't think I could get all of them. I mean, I might I'd, I'd get the ones that I think are the most important. But I knew them in the fifth grade when I learned them. But that's one of those things that you don't. Know, really hold on to unless you're taking a uh an exam to become become a citizen 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, cl- clearly lay out and shore up the separation between church and state and make sure that everyone has the right to vote and, and you're done. Don't need the rest. Yeah. And then anyone who says that a- anyone who says that we need the second amendment, just be quiet. <laughs> well, there was the, yeah, he was in like the, the, the fourth amendment. And he said, which I believe was the most realistic part where he said the fourth amendment. And then he told him what the fifth amendment was. And then he said the sixth amendment. Oh, what is the sixth amendment? Yeah, that would be me. I wouldn't be able to remember all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Rembrandt throws in there at the end, James Brown, that's the greatest singer of all time or something. He says, who's James Brown? <laughs> so James Brown doesn't exist on that world, I guess. So Good old Rembrandt. He's always keeping the important stuff top of mind. <laughs> We're going to go. That when we come, when we do another episode, we're probably just going to talk about everything left in season one, which I think is Summer of Love, which is the episode where uh, Rembrandt and Wade win a lottery. And the prize in the lottery is that you get to kill yourself in a couple of days um, as a form of population control. Yeah. And then uh, let's see what comes after that. I'm cycling through imdb here fever we've already talked about last days yeah. uh, okay then we've got uh the weaker sex which arturo finds himself in a mayoral race in a world where men are treated as the weaker sex and women hold positions of power and influence yeah and the then, world uh, gender swapped there you go yeah yeah and then eggheads is one where quinn is a celebrity because uh this world looks at smart people the way that we look at athletes. So they're famous for being really smart instead of their athletic ability and stuff. So yet they also have to have athletic ability because there's a, there's an athletic sport and it's a rather physical sport. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and the, the s- smart people become uh, celebrities and they have all the, uh, all the sponsorships and stuff and they have brand endorsements and all that kind of thing. So uh, then you got the king is back, which is the one where um, Rembrandt is Rembrandt is mistaken for a long deceased rock legend. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, luck of the draw is the finale of the season one where uh, Wade. No, no, that's the one where they win the lottery. Oh, that's the one where they win the lottery. So what yeah. is uh, summer of love? The sliders find themselves in a present day San Francisco where the summer of love never ended. Okay. And Wade and Rembrandt are mistaken for extraterrestrial prophets. Right. That's they get, they get swept up, but with the hippies. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about those episodes next time, which will be a couple weeks from now. So, uh, all right. So, uh, Scott, once you uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, uh, other than here on the Super Fan Talk podcast, I host that Star Trek podcast on this network. I occasionally appear on Captain Game Show and as a recurring panelist on Moon Show, a For All Mankind podcast. Um, that's our that's a new show. At the time of this recording, we've done two episodes, and I think it's really good. Hosted by Neek Yeager, a recurring regular panelist on that Star Trek podcast. Uh and outside of podcasting, you can check out some of my graphic artwork on my website, www.planetrisecreative.com. Yes, check out Moon Show. The first episode is out right now. The second episode, as we're recording this, 
has been edited and I think I'm probably going to put it up tomorrow. It, I That reminds me that I need to get link, Neat to send me a link so I can download it so I can put it on the website. Um, so check that out. And if you're not watching, if you haven't watched For All Mankind, go and check out that show on uh, Apple. Is it Apple Plus or Apple TV? I think it changed. It might be Apple TV Plus. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Apple's something like that. streaming service. It's it Apple's streaming Apple service. streaming service. So go and check that that show out. There are three seasons out now. The fourth season is supposed to drop sometime, sometime this year. Um, they're probably going to be. If I if I have to guess, if they ha- if they have a season four, if it's finished, they're probably going to hold on to it until the fall, because with the actors strike and everything, I think a lot of these uh, a lot of networks are going to be searching for things to things to air which is something the strike and everything is something we need to talk about on cosmic potato at some point because before the fall because i think one thing that we're going to start seeing this fall is that many of the streaming shows that we've already seen like uh, all these marvel series that have been on disney plus and a lot of the star trek shows that we've seen on paramount plus and stuff i think we're going to start seeing that stuff airing on regular television this fall because mm. they're not going to have a lot to to show other than reality TV and uh, and uh, game shows and stuff like that that you don't ha- have to have an actor or a writer for. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I would not be surprised. I've already heard an announcement that ABC is going to be showing Miss Marvel on regular television this fall. I wouldn't be surprised if they show a lot more. Yeah, you may you may be seeing Strange New World season one on CBS this fall. I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, it it, it would make sense. And yeah. at, we're talking about writers and actors, and I think this is a, a fairly recent development. So listeners, if if you're not staying on top of you know the the news coming out of Hollywood, um, the writer strike still going on, and because the uh, the studios and the production companies and so on and so forth, the powers that be, you can call them, uh, still have not come to an agreement with the writers guild. Uh, the screen actors guild has joined the strike. So it's not just the writers anymore. The writers and the actors are now on strike. Yeah. And if you've heard some of the things that the film companies have said, film executives have said things like we're, we're waiting for the fall so that the, writers don't have the money to pay their mortgages and their rent and the and they'll they'll fold or whatever you can understand why strikes like this are happening and mm-hmm. they wanted to uh one thing that i heard that they wanted was they want to they want to pay uh people that are normally extras in film they want to pay them a fee to come in and have themselves scanned so that they can just use ai to put them in the background of movies and not have to pay them anymore yeah. you know uh so yeah that's just pay, that's pay for your extras once and then use them forever yeah which would be nice it would be nice if they if for them if they wanted to do that because that would save them tons and tons of money but who does it hurt it hurts the people that are making a living trying to be an actor in hollywood because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the uh actors that we know um as being leading men, leading ladies and stuff like that. They, a lot of them started out as these walk on 
uh, actors that come on for a day, do a couple of lines or even just appear in the background and leave. So that's what the executives do. I mean, and it would be nice for them if they could do that, if they could just scan somebody and use their image forever. But I mean, ultimately that hurts people. And how long is, how long is it, how long is it going to be before something like that backfires? And uh, I mean, what are you going to do after you've, you've annihilated your workforce? I mean, you don't, you don't, are you going to start making movies that are entirely AI? I think at that point, movies are just going to be dead. Cause I don't think anybody, I don't, I don't think anybody wants to go see a movie that all the characters are AI or CGI or anything like that. I, I mean, other than, I mean, yeah, if you go, if you're wanting to go see an animated film, you can see an animated film, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to go see the next Indiana Jones movie. And it's just Harrison Ford's CGI face over somebody else's body or over an AI body for two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, I, which we, I mean, we get some of that. If you haven't seen the new, we get, we get about 20 minutes of that in, the, in this, this movie, but it was Harrison Ford. It was okay. But after Harrison Ford dies, do we have the right to just keep putting his face on people so that we can keep making Indiana Jones movies and making money off of it? And does anybody want to see that? Cause right. You know, I don't know. That's a topic for another show. Yeah. It, 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 it's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. You can find me right here and you can find me also on that Star Trek podcast. Uh, occasionally captain game show i have not been on that show in a while and i have not been on moon show yet but i'm i i will be eventually uh other than that uh you can find me be bopping around uh trying to trying to make a living and raising a family and doing all that stuff so <laughs> but uh we will be back soon with another episode of cosmic potato the super fan talk podcast so tune in for that and thank you for joining us here and we will talk to you soon bye-bye and keep on sliding <laughs> sliders <laughs> thank you for joining us be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram this conversation can serve no purpose anymore You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, brought to you by InfinitePotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.